0: I am Plata on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. The filmmaker Andrew Bojelski joins me now. His latest There, There screens this week at the Vancouver International Film Festival. It's a Canadian premiere of a film described as an ingeniously conceived series of wry conversation pieces. The film's cast includes Jason Schwartzman, Lily Taylor, Molly Gordon, Lenny James, Avi Nash, and Annie Laganga. It's often funny, and it reveals a lot about two people seeking a connection through conversation. The film was shot during the pandemic, where each actor is shot separately. I'll ask Mr. Bojelski about the technicalities of that, and what it was like for him to direct, remotely as it were, and I'll talk uh, about the uh, ideas that he explores in this film. This is uh, the seventh feature-length film written and directed by Andrew Bojelski, who has been described by some as the godfather of mumblecore. His previous films include Support the Girls, Computer Chess, Funny Ha Ha, Mutual Appreciation, Beeswax, and Results. He wrote the screenplay to the 2019 Lady and the Tramp remake as well. Among his many awards is the Alfred Sloan Feature Film Prize at the 2013 Sundance Film Festival. The first screening is Friday night, the 7th of October. 6.15 p.m. at the International Village Cinemas, and uh, Sunday evening, 6.30 p.m. at the Rio Theatre. There will be a and a with Mr. Bojelski at both screenings. Visit viff.org for tickets and information. Andrew Bojelski, joined me from Austin, Texas, late last week. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online Program, Andrew Bojelski. Mr. Bojelski, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I understand that uh, when the the uh, film screens here at the uh, Vancouver International Film Festival, you'll be uh, uh, speaking at some of the screenings. Is that right?
1: I will be up there. Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't been to Vancouver in many years, but, you know, last time I was up was at the festival when I was a, a younger man with a thicker head of hair. <laughs>
0: it, it, it's interesting. You, you say that you, you haven't been up here because they make a lot of movies here. Would you Would you ever like to work here one day?
1: You know, but that's kind of yes, the filmmaker. They, they, I'm, I'm just happy to be working anywhere.
0: <laughs> mm, that's right. And and uh, during the pandemic, you were, I guess, uh, working on there there, weren't you? Yep. Was it um, always your plan to to, to uh, do the film like this, where you would film each actor in isolation, if you will?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's a very it's a very strange movie. It's a kind of a a wild experiment, um, which was, you know, it, certainly um, it was it was COVID lockdown that that got me in this headspace of what kind of crazy stuff can we do now in that moment when it immediately became clear that you couldn't do. You know, there were a few months where it was going kind of impossible to do uh, conventional filmmaking, but by the time some of that had started to come back, I'd already gone down this rabbit hole in my head of just an interesting cinematic experience experiment and something that, in a way, I think maybe I'd always wanted to do, um, but I started writing very much with this methodology in mind, So all of which is to say I would, not have, I would not have tried to make this movie in a normal way. It was something uh-huh. that was always meant to be made in this very strange way.
0: This is how bright I am. I, I, it took me, at least till the, the, the parent-teacher conference, to realize that the actors weren't in the same scene, or the same set, if you will. Um, yeah I I'm sure a lot of people might be telling you the same thing
1: it's fascinating to me it's one of the, the oddest things about this movie and it goes to the heart of you know how how movies work I mean if you if you think about it every time you watch a movie every time there's an edit
0: that's right yeah.
1: um, there's some there's some lie <laughs> tucked in there you know um, every edit usually is separated by time and space one way or another and we stitch it together in our minds and in this case we just took other and usually weeks or months apart from each other um so we really pushed that and and it was something that i wanted of course to weave into the the themes of the movie all that all this about connection disconnection um which is so relevant to all of our lives these days anyway uh, was you know i wanted i wanted style and substance hopefully to to connect in, in an exciting way, but you're right. It's 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 so interesting to me people's reactions because you know you get that's just how our how our eyes and minds work. And sometimes some people catch it immediately. And by the way, it's not subtle. I mean, particularly in that first scene, you have um, two characters in a bedroom together, and one of them the walls are green in one bedroom, and the walls are white in the other bedroom. And uh, you know, you I think everybody understands that something strange is happening. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Because it is such, so unusual in a movie also to never see two characters share one frame. You know, you, you, that becomes um, quickly a little unsettling and odd. But, uh, but absolutely, I've had people who, who make it to the end of the movie and never quite put <laughs> yeah. together what's happening.
0: It, it's um it's fascinating to watch as well because then i go back after i i, I realize what what's happening in the, in that mm-hmm. parent teacher conference and i go back to the beginning and and see all kinds of other things a, a second time if you will um, one of the things that that i noticed in in uh, um this is even before i knew how the, the film was made um was just how the actors eyes look in some of the scenes uh, they they do things um that are are just fascinating to watch, and and I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but but now that I know how the film is made, it it, it th- this means a lot more. Um, what how what how do you direct an actor say to to look the way they do uh, supposedly <laughs> to another character? Because because that, that that's hard to pull off uh, in, in a um, sort of conventional mm-hmm. film, but in this film especially because there's no other actor
1: yeah well you know that's that's the nature of and it's just a credit to to all these performers we've got eight people on screen in this movie, and they're all quite quite extraordinary mm-hmm. um and it's you know kind of what they always do i mean again it's like we 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 pushed to an extreme with this movie, but um actors are often reacting to something that that isn't there or building on something that is imaginary that's that's kind of the job we we just made it a lot more grueling this time but most of them um in most cases we would have somebody an off-screen scene partner for them so some very heroic actors who uh took the least glamorous job imaginable of you know working these long grueling days and then getting cut out of the movie entirely Hmm. um so you know we usually we usually had somebody there because we we thought that would be that was kind of the least we could do for our for our stars was uh Give them, give them something to work with and someone to work with. But what's fascinating to me, and I got to say, you know, those were some very good performances too, the ones that are not in the movie. Mm-hmm, but, uh, but I'm so interested. When, once it's all stitched together, it's this great, uh, this great act of imagination uh, from from the people who are on screen, and I, I, I almost feel like I'm watching them imagine each other into existence. If that makes any sense, yeah. It's like,
0: yeah.
1: You watch that first scene between. Lily Taylor and Lenny James, who are both so, so brilliant, um, and you almost feel like you're kind of watching them, watching them dream each other, uh, because of course they never, I, you know, as far as I know, they've still never met.
0: Yeah, it, it's sort of you yeah, idolizing whoever you're talking to, if you will. Yeah. And and yeah. that's it's a it's a as is the director who who's seen I guess uh, uh, b- both takes, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. You're seeing a different kind of film altogether, another time. If you, uh, you know, at that moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, again, it's, to me, that's kind of what it's about. It's about these these relationships of trust and faith, and it's you know a number of different relationships we're looking at in the movie. Um, but so much of that is in, in our daily lives. How much are we? How much are we projecting onto each other how much how much are we in the same room when we're talking to each other
0: exactly um, yeah even even in intimate conversations there's always that artifice that contrivance if you will um mm-hmm. there's distance between people especially sure. people who are trying to get to know one another right
1: yeah um and I wanted to take that and you know it, it was a fun a fun basis to start spinning out different ideas and um so you know that was the kernel of the writing was what are what what would be some good uh, prisms to, to see this through and so you have this you know you have a relationship between lovers who are starting out and you know not not sure how much they trust each other or learning to trust each other yeah. um, and there's a there's a scene with an AA sponsor there's a scene with a, a parent teacher conference there's a lawyer and client relationship all these relationships um, they're all very different um, but that all involves some degree of of trust and faith and needing needing the other person to to be who you need them to be and uh you know can they all the ways that that can succeed and fail
0: yeah people do reveal themselves as they speak but then um sometimes they they think they're revealing what they want but but sometimes you know the mask slips if you will and something else comes together and and the 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 other person in, in this case, in your film, the, the viewer is meant to to draw inferences or, or draw conclusions that uh, the speaker may not want to, yeah. to have revealed. And that's a, that's a fascinating thing is I'm I'm uh, watching and listening to the dialogue. How, how much uh, room did you give your actors in terms of, uh, say, improvising, or is it the script as delivered what you wrote?
1: You know, because we had this completely perverse method of working, where the actors weren't in the same room together. Well, um, I like to be, I like to be open to improvisation. Uh-huh. Um, however, we didn't have a lot of room for it on this particular production because we had, uh, you know, the other person wasn't there. So if you were going to alter something, even a tiny thing, mm-hmm. even to change, you know, if you wanted to kind of slip from how are you doing to how's it going, yeah, we'd have to kind of. Say wait, hang on. I don't know if we can do that because that's going to change the other person's uh, response. And you know, maybe we already shot that response two months ago. So uh, we we had to be pretty rigid about sticking to the script. Now that said, I mean, of course, you know, little things come up, little things, little things change here and there. Little then a lot happens in the edit, of course. Yeah. Um. But in in a funny way, this was kind of the most rigorous and almost you know very play like. It felt a lot like. Not that I have. <laughs> Uh, any particular experience in theater, but it did in many ways feel more like theater than than I'm uh, accustomed
0: to. The other thing I noticed in that in the one scene where, where Jason Schwartzman is uh, visited by someone yeah. who's who's dead, and th- they're conducting a conversation, if you will, um, even in that scene where where one would think it's the most intimate because he's essentially talking to himself yeah um there's still the these the, these contrivances the these sort of these barriers that he puts up and we we don't really get to know him uh, as much as um we think we know him
1: right yeah well that's a it's a it's a tough chunk of the movie it's uh in yeah. very tough scenes and we, i was incredibly fortunate to have jason Schwartzman on the board for that um in some ways i mean you know I would say he has the toughest job in the movie. Although everybody's job is so tough, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know who I wouldn't say that about. Um, but uh, you know, both in terms of having a kind of challenging character, and also in the fact that his his character is a lawyer who does a lot of talking and is used to um, talking his way in and out of things, and so. Um, he has some very long scenes where he does a lot of almost filibustering. Uh, he, I I've, haven't measured it, but I've, I've got to assume he has the most dialogue in the movie just because yeah. he doesn't shut up. Um, and to have to have Jason in there who's um, so talented, so attuned to these little weaves and dodges in the dialogue, um, and also such a charming guy. You know, it's he's a, it's a difficult character, but I think to to have jason's intrinsic charm on our side helped help those scenes come to life
0: yeah as, as someone who interviews people i found um well i think we all know that that uh, communicating is as much listening as, as speaking um mm-hmm. uh, there there are characters that i didn't like as much and 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 those sure. were the ones that that don't listen if you will Uh huh. and they're not okay. listening to the what the other person is telling them and 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 uh, but it's still the fascinating thing of of sitting there and wanting to know <laughs> what 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 else jam they get themselves into or out of, um, yeah. because they they managed to to talk their way into it or out of it, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, that's the, the I guess these are the things that you were thinking about as you were writing, right?
1: Of course, yeah. I'm you know these are the things <laughs> that I'm thinking about every day of my life, one or way or another.
0: another. Right. Yeah. Um, in terms of, uh, we've already talked about, um, uh, the, where the actors were in, in relation to one another. W- were you with any of the actors?
1: No. Um, so, you know, we decided, we, we, we really committed to this idea, um, that if we were going to do this crazy thing that was about, um, separation, but, you know, trying to make a connection across these separations, uh, that we kind of went, we said, let's, we're going to go all the way with this, Uh, so I, um, and I hate to, you know, it's a very tricky movie to talk about and promote, because we realized quickly that, understandably, if you say... This is a thing we made over under lockdown conditions, and you know we were communicating via Zoom. It's like you say, lockdown and Zoom to people. Nobody wants to see a movie that has anything to do with those things. And I'm, I should be at pains to point out that it's not a it's not a Zoom movie per,
0: per right. se. It doesn't yeah. take
1: place on Zoom. Um, but uh, but we were operating a lot via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was you know I was sitting at my desk directing remotely. My uh, cinematographer was was on there. Uh, sound supervisor, the producers. Uh, production design, you know, various people. We'd have a lot of people come on to these Zooms. And then the, the in-person element was uh, we'd have the actor and the the microist of micro-crews, you know, would be uh, sometimes two people in the room with them. I think a maximum of four. I think that's as big as we ever got. Really? Uh And, you know, everything being communicated Via this one Zoom channel. is a very strange way to work, but we, I mean, ridiculously, we shot uh, all over the U.S., we shot some in Europe, um, and I just sat at my desk the whole time. And the most absurd was at one point, by kind of funny set of circumstances, we ended up shooting at my neighbor's house across the street from me, so I could look out the window <laughs> and I could, see, I could see them setting up in yeah. there. And at lunchtime, you know, I walked over there and had pizza in the backyard with them, but then, but then I went back to my desk and sat at my Zoom screen because we, we, we had our rules and we were going to follow them.
0: It's a, it's a fascinating to, to, a way to work, um, and uh, what it's yielded in the movies is, is just an, um, as fascinating, if not enjoyable. Um, the, um, some of my favorite moments are, are those annoying moments, if you will, that people get themselves into, these the sort of cringy moments. Um, sure. when, when you're writing those, um, these are moments that we've all experienced in our life. Um, th- does it make it easier, or, or, or later on, when you when you encounter something like that, or are these moments that you've you've taken from experiences that you've had? Say,
1: oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I'm creating cringeworthy moments uh, every day. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> does it does it make it easier to experience them after we've? Yeah, have to fictionalize them. It's a good question. I don't know. I think I'm used to it. I mean, I've,
0: uh, some, are, some are easier than others. Yeah, I mean, there there's some moments in the film that that, that uh, I, I take away now, and and it can't be as bad in real life as something that I've seen <laughs> in the movie. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, certainly, certainly, there are times where you're you're you're, and in this movie in particular, there's there's some real uh, twisting of the knife for sure.
0: Are, are the musical interludes, the, the music that we hear, are those original songs?
1: Yeah, that's all uh, John Natchez, who is performing them in the movie. And that was so fun. Um, John is a guy that I've... Uh, I, we were so lucky to get him for this project. Uh, I've known him for 30 years. I've known him since we were in high school. Um, and an incredibly, an incredibly talented guy, an incredibly smart guy, and a guy who, as you see in the movie, can play pretty much any instrument yeah um and that was uh, that was part of why he was the first person i thought of for this because uh that was that's what i'd written in the script was that i i wanted these and it's a funny th- they are these little interludes um, and yet i came to feel at in the writing and the production and the editing that uh he was a character and in some ways almost a kind of narrator um so that was a blast for me because you know, as somebody who uh, came into this life without any apparent musical talent and uh, who, who wishes he had some, uh, it's fun to put yourself in a position where you get to collaborate with a musician, you get to boss a musician around and say, Here's what I want, what you know, what can you do? And then he would just bring me these really exciting sketches of tunes and we would uh, work them out together and it was so much fun to to get to to put yeah. those on
0: Yes, so some of the songs are they sound familiar if you will and, and that's what I found enjoyable as was watching the film was thinking yeah. that they there's something you know something by Cole Porter if you will but but they're not uh-huh. they're the original pieces aren't they
1: yeah no they're they're beautiful I mean you know again just a uh, a very talented guy and a very versatile guy who's played in many 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 different styles with many many different bands over the years he's currently uh, a member of the war on drugs um, but you know he's kind of with everybody over the years and he's a a great he's a great utility musician you can you can plug him in anywhere and between his talent and his inventiveness he'll he'll make something happen
0: yeah in interviews that you've given over the years you're often asked about money and and the raising of money for your projects it doesn't sound fun going around like that i mean have you made peace with that process if you will trying to raise money over the years
1: no um no it's it, you know it's never pleasant. I've been very lucky uh both to have stumbled upon you know various financiers I've worked with in various circumstances and also to work with great producers um, so you know uh Houston King and Diaz Sokol Savage were two of the producers on this movie and and I've been working with both of them for a long time and so they help a lot with that stuff. It's not just me. Uh-huh pounding the pavement myself um, but uh, you know it's always risky and in this case certainly we designed something to be made cheaply it doesn't it doesn't mean it's not a financial risk but it, it's sure. uh, you know it's less enormous than some financial risks um, yeah I don't know I mean it's it's a it's a rough business for sure and I've never what I've never been able to do and I my. Admire the people who can do this, I, I, but I've I've never looked an in, uh, an investor in the eyes and said I'm going to make you a huge profit on this, you know. Mm. And I know some people who can do that, and uh-huh. sometimes they're bullshitting, and sometimes it's true.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but you know, we just try to be clear with people, straight up. We say, here's what we're doing, here's why we believe in it, here's why we're excited about it, here's why we think it's going to be good. Um, are you going to get rich? You know, <laughs> probably not maybe we'll we'll do our best'll we'll, we'll hustle for you we 'll do everything you can to uh, you know i 'm very committed to promoting the movie and trying to um, give it as much of a life as i can but uh, no I'm, I, I would never guarantee profitability for anybody because it's not it 's not how this business works in the year twenty twenty two
0: how differently do you think it 'd work if you if your budgets would be say in the tens of millions
1: it'll be a different kind of movie i mean i think and i 'd be happy to make uh, that kind of movie, uh-huh. but I think what you know, what you learn quickly is that big money it, it buys you certain freedoms, but almost invariably also comes with other restrictions. So yeah. it's all it's all a kind of matrix of. Um, Things you can get away with, and things you can't get away with, and, and you know, in some ways, money buys as many problems as it uh, pushes away. So, again, I, I'd be I'd be happy to to spend a lot more money, <laughs> uh-huh. um, but only if uh, if I felt we were in a circumstance where A. I had a project that that um, was going to benefit from that kind of money, and b) something where I could maintain some of the freedom I've had. I've had a kind of absurdly, as, as difficult as it's been and as stressful as it's been,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've also had a very blessed, uh, quote-unquote, career, where I'm I'm seven movies in, and um, I've had more autonomy than, than most filmmakers ever get, and I've, uh, for better or worse, I've kind of gotten uh, used to it.
0: There's a lot of there there, um, a lot of the movie, in the editing, if you will. How, how have the actors thought... Uh, reacted to the movie in terms of of say um, seeing themselves but but seeing themselves after an edit. Uh,
1: it's always an interesting question, and, and in this case, it was I was more concerned or more more invested in that question myself than than I usually even am. And of course, you always want the actors to like it; you always want them to feel that their work has come across well. Um, but in this case, you know, for them to see the movie. Uh, they they were they were seeing a whole other side of the scene that they knew nothing about um, and so i was incredibly curious about their reactions i will say i haven't uh i haven't gotten to see it with everybody yet we we had this kind of hilarious situation at our premiere um, where we had uh, there are eight there are eight people in the movie four of them could make it to the premiere and what i didn't really think about until we got there is that hilariously everybody was still separated from their scene partner it just worked out that way mm-hmm. where of the, the four people who showed up none of them no two of them were in a scene together um, so uh but you know i was I was so far I was very pleased in talking to people um, i think I think they feel good about it uh, you know you'd have to ask them directly they, yeah. <laughs> but i didn't I didn't get the sense that anybody was avoiding me afterwards <laughs> I think we're all I think we all know that we off something uh, unique and strange and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully special.
0: Looking back at it, Andrew, when um, you think of the, the script that you wrote and now the film that, that, that um, has been produced, how much of the character changes after you, you cast an actor? I mean, does, does, does the actor add um, something totally different than you might have imagined, say?
1: yeah I think that's true every time anytime any time you you write something and then you put a real person into it um they that and that's part of what I love about filmmaking in general you know my wife is a is a writer a real writer we say She's a novelist <laughs> mm-hmm. um but that is an extremely lonely job <laughs> and uh you you're 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 on your own anything that's good or bad about your novel is is your work and that's exciting but it's also Um, frightening and a great thing about making movies is you know there are these again I've been very lucky to be able to to write my own stuff and so there are plenty of process that is solitary but at a certain point you get to turn to you know whether it's whether it's ten people or a hundred people or a thousand people you get to turn to some other people and say okay y'all y'all apply your talents to this and I will take credit for that (laughs) um so, yeah, things always change when you get an actor. But um, if, unless it's a really, unless it's a bad situation, and I've been uh, fortunate to avoid those, they're they're always going to make it better. Um, it's an adjustment, but almost always it's an adjustment for the better.
0: And um, I understand that, that um, you, you use the iPhone to to shoot most of yeah. the film. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we needed something because we knew that essentially we needed to put together a kit that could go anywhere.
0: I see. Yeah,
1: um, I'm, it's actually it's in my office right now. I'm looking at it. It's a. I got a we have a pelican case um, that we could ship to to anywhere, uh-huh. and you know, we'd have somebody on the ground who was our main operator person, and we just tried to we tried to put together a kit that would be simple enough that one very you know, very well trained, very very savvy person could could operate. Um, so we had a phone. Um, I think it was a twelve. I think when we when we started on this project, um, and we were using a, an app called Filmic Pro, which gives you a tremendous control over the image. Uh, and this thing just went went wherever it went, and
0: yeah. I'm curious. I asked that because I'm curious to you know which iPhone, and and you said it's the 12. Is it the 12 Pro Max, which the ads say that can shoot a movie? Uh, I don't
1: even know. I think it's just a conventional 12 with that with that app in it.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Um. It, uh. You mentioned a moment ago that you're seven movies into this career. Could you imagine shooting on a phone, say?
1: Oh no, of course not. But you know, I think it, I've been very lucky too to get to. Play with format. Um, I started. I started on film. I love film. I'm, I've, you know, I've a, a, a deep romance with film, and I have, a, you know, I don't have any tattoos, but I do have a splicer scar on my pinky from from splicing film. <laughs> um, uh, and that, and at the time when I was doing that, that was 20 years ago, and you know, the, the digital revolution was already upon us. Most people who were making cheap movies at that time were. Had already jumped over to uh, DV in those days, and format felt very important to me then. I, you know, I, I was very intentionally uh, crafting, crafting image, crafting story in that kind of language of film, which feels very different than video. Um, and about ten years ago, I got to do a movie called Computer Chess, which we shot on ancient analog video cameras, and again, that was something where almost. Well, in fact, you know, before I knew, before I had an idea for that movie, story-wise, I was interested in working on those cameras, and so I started with those images in my head, and then um, found a story that worked in that. And so, to me, that's always a big, a big part of the movie. And in this case, you know, they're there. It's a a very strange-looking movie. We we shot it on phones with an app. We didn't. And there are, you know, now there are some big movies. I think Soderbergh has shot some movies on phones. Mm -hmm. Um, But he did it, uh, you know, and I think in a fairly more (laughs) conventional, professional uh, way, whereas we got some very very weird images out of these things, and we played with them in post-production as well. Um, And it's just it's part of the character of the movie. It, It influences everything about the edit it influences how you watch it how you feel it but I'm, I'm i'm very happy with it and you know i mean to short answer your question is no of course i couldn't imagine shooting mm. a movie on phone 20 years ago
0: mm. and, and is the sound editing a challenge altogether because you're using a phone say
1: yeah uh, of course i mean sound was a, a an incredible uphill lift on this thing and i was very lucky uh, to be working with eric masanaga who's somebody else i've been working with for for 20 years um He was there both supervising the recording remotely. You know, Mm -hmm. all of us. He was on Zoom, but he was uh, paying attention to to sound as we were shooting. And then he had the huge and unenviable job of uh, stitching it all together in the mix, ultimately. And it was tough because we were very limited in what we could do, both visually and sound. You know, when you're working with a... When your crew on the ground is between two and four people... Mm -hmm. And you know all your equipment fits in a Pelican case. Uh, you're limited in what you can do. We're not, you know, nothing about this is particularly professional. But um, between the smarts of the people designing these workflows and pretty extraordinary work in the post production process, it all it all comes alive on screen. But yeah, Eric had a, a ton of work <laughs> trying to make these disparate locations and disparate recordings uh, fit together. And it's tricky because, you know, with picture, the eye will accept a lot. Yeah. You can take very disparate images and you put an edit between them and your your brain will will go for that, whereas with sound, it really does have to to feel coherent. You know, if you... And this is a movie, too, where, by the nature of it, I have to have... Every time somebody says a line in the movie... There has to be a sound edit there. Um, so it's it, it's an incredible mess to wade through, and every single one of those cuts, uh, Eric had to make sound seamless, and it was a, it was a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there anything you can tell us about uh, your next project or whatever you're working on now?
1: Uh, we'll see. You know, there was something that I meant to make pre-pandemic, and then I kind of went down a rabbit hole here, and I, I'm trying to... Revive that. I feel like the the world has changed so much in two years that I've been doing some some rewriting and rethinking. Um, but I certainly something that I would love to go love to go do another quixotic little weirdo indie. Uh, but who knows? I mean, there's always there's always some things, always a bunch of things on the back burner, and sometimes I manage to get something up to the front burner. We'll see.
0: Well, I, I, I can't say how much I, I enjoyed. Um, the performances and there, are there. It's, it, it, it's a, a fascinating and, and, and uh, entertaining film. Uh, congratulations on it, Andrew, and it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Safe travels as you make your way up to here uh, to Vancouver.
1: Pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. I look forward to it.
0: The film is called There, There. It screens at the uh, Vancouver International Film Festival starting Friday night, the 7th of October. That's at 6.15 at the International Village Cinema. Sunday evening... There will be a second screening, 6.30 p.m. at the Rio Theatre. Mr. Bojelski is scheduled to be at both screenings for a Q&A after the picture. There There is directed by Andrew Bojelski, who joined me on the line from Austin, Texas in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.